back to another episode of We the People with Gracie Payne. I'm your host, Gracie Payne, and today we're going to be getting into some current events over the past week. We're going to be talking about the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, as well as I'll be addressing my own opinions on the Travis Scott concert that happened. Was it last week? It must have been last week. But yeah, I haven't really talked a lot about that, just because I've wanted to wait for more details and whatnot. So ready to dive in. As we're all aware, so this week, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial has been going on, and lots of stuff has come from it. A lot of memes, and oh, the prosecution. I'm, I'm sorry, I have to say it. Where did they get their law degree? I just have to ask, because they're using utter garbage as their case, and all the witnesses that they've called all proved in favor that Kyle was in the right and had had as much as a right to practice self-defense and did what he did. And they even, what's funny to me is they tried using his, how he plays Call of Duty as something to incriminate him, as well as the right to remain silent. I just think that's so funny how desperate they were to try to use that and the judge called him out on it, as the judge should have. Because that's utter bullcrap. I feel really I feel really bad for Kyle because of what he has gone through. He obviously has gone through a trauma. And I can't even imagine what that would be like. It's... My heart breaks for that guy. It's, it's funny to think that I'm actually two or three months older than him and I'm trying to put myself in that situation and it's just really hard for me to comprehend that it's just really sad really heartbreaking and I hope that the trial I hope the jury votes in favor of him and votes not guilty because I don't know what would happen to him if he was thrown in jail I feel like that wouldn't end too well for him. But, yeah. Crazy. I also think it's funny how LeBron James was making fun of him. Let me pull up this tweet that he had said. Which, because I thought it was really funny. Now, I don't know why LeBron James is trying to stay relevant. He keeps losing relevance and trying to gain it back. Okay. So, LeBron James tweeted, What tears? Question mark, question mark, question mark. I didn't see one. Man, knocked get off that boy ate some lemon heads before walking into court with the three laughing faces this was after usa today reported that kyle rittenhouse broke down in tears at his murder trial while on the witness stand as he described the events of august 25th 2020 in kenosha wisconsin lebron we make fun of you because of how much you cry on court anybody else know notice that LeBron James is a crybaby. He... Uh, and they had to carry him off the court because he had a cramp in his leg and he was crying. I just think it's really funny. Just how stupid that man is. And how he's trying to stay relevant. Like I said, I think Kyle, when he wins this case, or I should say if, because I'm hoping that he wins the case... I think he should sue pretty much all of the media outlets because they all painted him as a white supremacist, even though the only people he shot were white men. 
and they were all convicted well not all of them were convicted pedophiles one of them was a pedophile other one yeah they were all committing crimes the only people that they're concerned about is the people who are trying to be there and put out the fires provide medical assistance not the people who were looting and burning down buildings According to Kyle's testimony, they put out a fire in a church before he had his interaction with the first person. I think his name was Rosenberg? Something like that. I won't even try to get his name right or whatnot because he was a child pedophile who molested young boys. So I don't think he deserves the decency to get his name right. Just saying. And we all we all know and we don't want to say it, but that man probably is burning in hell right now because... Yeah, and Tucker Carlson put it very good when he said that he died as he lived, trying to touch young boys. That that was pretty funny. I've been saying that for a year now, but it was it was good to have someone just broadcast the truth. But yeah, it's, my heart breaks for him though. I I just like I said, I can't even imagine what that was like. And also, I didn't even know. I put on a poll story yesterday asking if people knew that Joe Biden tweeted about Kyle Rittenhouse and I was a white supremacist. I didn't know he did that. I was shocked. And I even was trying to think about that more is imagine basically right now the president of the United States tweeting out that you're a white supremacist. That would be something else. If the president tweeted out if I was a white supremacist, I would be like, shut up, Joe. I le- it's, just, it's funny how he calls people white supremacists, but, you know, he also was in support of racial segregation and whatnot. And over the weekend during his Veterans Day speech, he used the term Negro quite a bit. Like, personally, I think that's... I don't... F- personally find anything wrong with that phrase but the fact that if it was trump you and i both know that he would have gotten he would have gotten in trouble for it without a doubt 100 percent. so i just think that's really no i think it's really dumb that he did that and well he, joe biden's been doing a lot of bad dumb things recently and i won't even get into it because that's not the what I wanted to talk about on this podcast episode today. Here's an interesting story. I swear, the longer Joe Rogan is in the media, the more I like him. <laughs> I just think this one is funny. Okay, so the story is that um, Joe Rogan selects Colin Kaepernick for comparing playing in the NFL to slavery. What the F are you talking about? So, um, Colin Kaepernick, as we all know, love and hate him, but not a lot of people actually love him. He had a recent Netflix show called Colin in Black and White. So this is what um, this is what the article I'm reading from is the Blaze. Says so the Netflix sh- TV show compared NFL players at the at a combine to a slave auction with the cotton field background. The quote unquote Colin and Colin in Black and White series attempted to make comparisons between the NFL owners and plantation slave owners from the late 18th century. In the recent episode of the Joe Rogan Experience, the UFC commentator asked the following 
Ah, sorry. Asked a fellow comedian and podcaster, Theo Vaughn, do you see that Netflix special where Colin Kaepernick is comparing NFL to slavery? Vaughn immediately mocked Kaepernick by calling him throws a throws a <laughs> a joke about former quarterback attempting to be a civil rights activist. Rogan lambasted Kaepernick. It is the dumbest comparison. Vaughn jumped in and said, "That is the lamest." I did try to watch it. It makes me sad. It makes me feel. It makes me sad because it feels like the lowest. It's like the lowest pandering for racism that you could uh, that you could create. It's almost in in fatal, the pandering of it. I think it takes away from like real racist crap. Rogan then bashed Kaepernick. Imagine comparing the ability to do it or not do it. You sign up for it eventually. Like, so many people who play football want to be in the NFL. It's a goal. It's a dream. You can make millions of dollars. And imagining comparing that to slavery simply because they measure physical people's physical performance. That's what he's doing. He was measuring, like, wingspans in the, com- in the combined scores for, le- like, for weightlifting and speed and all that stuff, Rogan said, of the slavery scene in the show. That's to see how physically adept you are how good good you're going to be at football, so they'll give you tons of money. The idea that is comparable to slavery, whoever freaking wrote that down, and then he, the fact that he read it and said it, and then they had that video where they're comparing the NFL owners to slave masters, and they're shaking hands with each other, Rogan said, then emphatically prouded, what the F are you talking about? (laughs) This is funny. Honestly, Joe Rogan lately has just been really funny. I used to not understand the hype with Joe Rogan, especially in the right, because I feel like he's not really... Well, at first I felt that he wasn't that um, that right or that much of a um, Republican or whatnot. So that is funny. This is really funny. Anyway, this is the story. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan really... I Yeah, I am starting to like him a lot more. Especially after he took the ivernectin... I can never say it. And just is really funny to me. But... And that he was bashing the CNN... He had the CNN doctor on, on the show with him. And he was bashing him for making fun of him for taking that medicine to combat COVID. I just thought it was funny. Anyway, yes, it was a really dumb comparison for Colin Kaepernick. Come on. It's making a lot of money, That's the that should be the first distinction of not slavery, because in slavery you're not making anything, for one. The only comparison that he could have thought of is that there's more, there's a lot more black people in the NFL. Don't quote me on this. This is just my this has been my observation from watching the NFL and growing up on it. <laughs> but they're not forced to do it. They're not forced to play the NFL. The, they're not no one's forcing them to play in the NFL. In fact, that's many many dreams of little boys is playing in the NFL in football. It's just crazy to me how they make that comparison, but I 
I was gonna watch it, the Netflix documentary, but honestly, I just couldn't do it. After this, I just couldn't bring myself to handle that kind of torment, you know? So, yeah, that's just... Thank you, Joe Rogan, though, for pointing that out. Do you hate when leftists try to say that... Okay, that um, they're not after your kids? Don't you love it when they say that, but then they say stuff that's completely the opposite of that? This is what, this is what I'm reading, what I read. So the headline says, queer non-binary trans professor claims it's okay for adults to be sexually attracted to minors as long as they don't act on their attractions. Assistant professor at Old Dominion University claims that minor attracted people, those who are sexually attracted to people in their age of 18 shouldn't be stigmatized for their attractions and that such feelings are okay as long as they're not acted upon. <laughs> what? So it's okay to... Okay, this is about to be graphic, but I'm just going to give an example. It's okay to be trying to sexually arouse yourself and thinking of minors... In what world is that okay? In what universe is that acceptable in society? Of course it should be stigmatized. That's a good thing. This stigmatization is good. We want this. Alright. So, the details of it is Alan Walker, whose bio in experiences of trans scholars in criminology and criminal justice, indicates that sociology and criminal justice pr professor is queer and non-binary trans. Recently was interviewed about the minor attracted people topic and said there's no morality or immorality attached to the attraction to anyone because no one can control who they're attracted to at all. In other words, it's not who we're attracted to that's either okay or not okay. It's our behaviors responding to that attractions that are either okay or not okay. Walker also recently penned a book titled A Long Dark Shadow, Minor Attracted People and Their Pursuit of Dignity. <laughs> it's funny because they said pedophile and dignity in the same title. That You don't see that very often. So the book's abstract says, Challenging widespread assumptions that persons who are prevent I'm not going to say that word. Attracted to minors, often referred to as pedophiles, because they are pedophiles, are necessarily also predators and sex offenders. The, this book takes readers into the lives of non-offending minor-attracted persons. There is little research into non-offending MAPs, MAPs, a group whose experiences offer valuable insights to preventing into the prevention of child abuse. Navigating guilt, shame, and fear, this universally ma marginalized group demonstrates remarkable resilience and commitment to living without offending and to supporting and educating others. I'm just going to say it. I know you guys are all thinking it. If you are attracted to someone who is under 18 sexually and you are, well, an adult, I'm not saying if you're 18 and, like, you, your 17-year-old girlfriend you're attracted to, but if you are, let's say, 35 and you're attracted to a 12-year-old, what? <laughs> you should be hospitalized. 
you should be stigmatized. It doesn't matter as long as you're not acting on it. The fact that you are attracted to that person and you're having sexual fantasies about that person or about people in that age age range is wrong. Because one thing or another, they talk about not, as long as you're not with the intention, as long as you're not acting on these intentions, the thing about sex is you're most likely going to act on it. You're most likely going to act on your attractions. That's just human nature. You're going to attract, like, for example, like, I'm attracted to males. I'm attracted to men. And I'm going biologically I'm going to act on that because I'm a I'm a woman I'm going to want to find a husband or partner to reproduce with and have children that's just biology in this sense having a minor attracted person they're going to act on it eventually and it will start out as little things like maybe watching young girls shower or change or whatnot but or it's going to escalate that's the thing. A lot of people are like, no, they're going to control it. No, because our, our brains are wired to act on that. Our brains are wired to act on those feelings of attraction. That's just basic biology. You don't need to be a biology major or study it all your life to know that. You don't need to have all the medical degrees to understand that if you are attracted to someone or you're attracted to gender, you are going to want to interact on that. You are going to want to act. That is what your brain is set up to do. So assuming that people, it's okay for people to have these attractions in the first place as long as they don't act on it is utter bull crap. That's wrong on so many levels. And if you say it's right, no, it's not right. Now a lot of people are going to say that Gracie, you should be nice to these people. No, I'm not going to be nice to you. If you were to, if, okay, let's say that a person comes up to me and they are not talking about teenagers or who are 17 or if they are saying that they're attracted to someone many, many, many years younger than them. So let's say like an 18 year old saying that they're attracted to a 10 year old. (sighs) No, I will say that person is mentally deranged and they should be hospitalized. To their face, I don't even care. If someone goes, yeah, my girlfriend's 12 and I'm only like 23. And I'm like, no, you're a pedophile. I'm sorry. No, you are. You. No. Or if someone says, yeah, I'm a minor attractive person. That's an instant red flag. That's an instant, like, get away from this person. If someone you know... (laughs) comes out as a minor attracted person how would you handle that like i'm genuinely curious actually um you can respond you can um you can message me the question of how would you respond if someone that you know came out as a minor attracted person and said that their feelings were okay as long as they didn't act about on it i want you guys to dm me your questions and i'll definitely have to share them in next week's episode or whenever the episode comes out as many of you are already aware um critical race theory is a cancer to our schools that needs to be taken out however that doesn't stop some people from trying to make it seem like a good thing 
And if you are for it, people will try to destroy you. For example, you had a Scottsdale school board president accidentally reveals creepy dossiers of info on anti-critical um, race theory parents. So, parents of the students in Scottsdale Unified School District were shocked to discover that a school board member had secretly compiled a dossier detailing parents who opposed critical race theory. The dossier was compiled on Google Drive, and it contained a list of parents who objected to t the teachings about critical race theory. It includes photographs of both parents and their children. <laughs> this, this is just an example of what they will do to you. They will accuse you of being a domestic terrorist. They'll get together inf information about you and your children because you oppose it. And you want to tell me that it's okay? That it's okay, we're just making it evil? No, there's a reason you want this in our schools. And it is to mindlessly brainwash people. So while attending a protest... Last weekend, I was talking with someone about the children who were there. Because there were people who were there, and they had brought their children with them. So the, one of the people I was with had commented saying, I personally don't think that children should be at protests. Because it's their parents trying to force them to have opinions and whatnot. And it doesn't seem right. And I said, yeah, that makes sense, except for they're, they're already doing that in schools. They're already in, doing that to your children in school anyway, so. And that person said, okay, that, that actually is a really good point. This is, they're going to teach you. They're going to teach your children that if they are white, then they are the enemy. Or if they are a person of color... The system is out to get them, and guess what? You have no luck in the world. And they try to disguise it as teaching the right history. I remember being in school, and I was taught the right history. I was taught that America isn't a perfect country. I was taught that we had our problems with racism. And they talked about it. And they also talked about how we got through it together. The civil rights movement wasn't only... Black people weren't the only people who stood up for that. You had many people who were white who stood up. But with critical race theory, it's going to be as if they're going to teach you Malcolm X style. They're not going to teach you exactly about Martin Luther King Jr. In fact, when I was talking to a leftist about... This is, this is really funny. And I don't, actually, no, I wasn't the one talking. It was at a school board meeting that I attended back in August. They said when someone had brought up Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech, they said that the caring about the concept of the character was taken out of context. That Martin Luther King Jr. didn't actually believe that it was just taken out of context. <laughs> what? I think that's funny. I think it's funny how they say this and that it's totally okay. This is who this is who your children are going to be taught by. These are teachers. I can name 
many examples in my own state of this past year of teachers who have been trying to indoctrinate students or teachers who have said crappy stuff online. In Parowan, you had an example of, t- of a teacher calling for the death of Republican senators. In Lehigh, you had a teacher telling students that they needed to make up their own minds about stuff and that their parents are stupid and they're indoctrinating them. Mind you, I knew this teacher quite kind of well. She hated me. And guess what? She had those rants on a daily basis. It wasn't This wasn't a one-time thing, and she usually took people's phones so they couldn't record it. What is happening in your students' classrooms? This. This is what's happening. You are having these people teaching your students or teaching your kids that they're evil, that you are stupid, that you do not know what you're talking about, and and that these things, these ideals, these leftist, crazy, radical ideals are okay and are acceptable. And that is just wrong. You are going to rob these children of a childhood. You are going to rob them of happiness. I can't think of anybody who is happy. Can you think of any leftist who is genuinely happy with themselves? No. I can't think of any who are happy. Because they whine all the time and they cry. And they say how much their life sucks, even though they have everything going for them. They have the presidency. They have the media. They have almost everything. But they still will tell you that their life sucks. It's crazy. That's why I left the left. Because I couldn't stand being a victim. I couldn't stand constantly saying that my life sucks. And I don't feel like I need to live in America. I want to move out of America because it's evil here. And then I realized how lucky I am to be here. And they don't realize how lucky they are. In fact, if you put them in another country, they are more likely going to get silenced for their beliefs. And they're going to try to silence ours. They're going to try to silence us because we are not going to let our children be indoctrinated by this. All right, so I promised that I would talk about this on here, so it's time to do it. So the Travis Scott concert at Astroworld, I have many different thoughts about this, and I want to say I will prob- I'll be talking about something that a lot of people probably won't talk about, so... It's kind of a, it's going to be kind of sensitive and dark, and I would imagine you'd want to read something happy after this or listen to something good and positive after this because I'm about to go into something really dark. So, I personally believe that if you mess with demonic forces, there you're. So I've always believed. Oh well, I can't even really say it. it's kind of hard to. Because whatnot, but the, I 100% believe, believe in demonic forces. I do. I 100% believe that. I believe that, that if you mess with that, that it will come back for you. It will, it will hurt you. Do I think Travis Scott sacrificed eight people 
that night to Satan? No, I don't, I don't think that. I think he was high. I think he was not in the right sense. And I genuinely believe that demonic forces took over some people there and caused harm. Because I've seen many videos of this, of this, like, force traveling over the crowd. Really, really weird. When you mess with those forces, it is not going to end well for you. And that's what I believe happened in this case. Because of all the different demonic stuff that they had representing different stuff. And this isn't a conspiracy theory. I'm not one to believe in conspiracy theories. I know some people, some QAnon ones that are like, I want to stay away from that because that, that doesn't seem right to me. But I'm not a QAnon conspiracy theorist. And this is something that I believe 100% that they got taken over. Something took some people over and caused eight people to die. And it's just crazy to me. But, yeah. I don't even want to, like, continue talking about it because I just, like, get this darkness from it. Um, when, like, I was watching a lot of the videos, I got the same darkness, too. Like, that there was something evil in there. And I don't think... A lot of people are going to disagree with me on this. I don't think it was there intentionally. But when you mess with the dark stuff, it comes back to bite you in the butt. And quite literally, killed eight people. This is just your warning. Do not mess with this stuff. It will not end well for you. And I'm not even threatening or anything. This is just from my experience with demonic forces. Don't do it. It's so dumb. It's not worth it. That's why... I've never handled an Ouija board. I've never done those different stuff. It's because growing up, like, I, I, my mom always told me, my parents always told me to not mess with that stuff. And my mom's told me that she has stories that she won't even talk about because it's that evil. And I've had a couple, I've had one or two experiences with it that I won't share right now because, Yeah. Because I don't want to give the power to that. But that is what I believe happened at the Travis Scott concert. I don't think he was at fault for it. And I definitely feel like there should have been better security. And just better protection for people there. And I do believe that the demonic energies played a part in it. 100%. So. Yeah. Now I need to like play something light. So enjoy these light sounds. Okay, now that that got out of the way, I think that's everything that I need to talk about. I, and be sure to DM me on Instagram at Politics. And because I was posting about, heaven forbid, Kyle Rittenhouse, I did get a notification saying that if I kept posting stuff that quote-unquote went against community guidelines, that my account will be deleted. So make sure you follow my backup at USA. And yeah, send me different questions that you have, and we can talk about that on for next podcast episode. Let me know what you guys think. Make sure you go rate the podcast, give it a thumbs up, and yeah, other than that, enjoy the rest of your guys' day, and I will see you later. 
Thank you for listening to We the People with Gracie Payne.